Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, this is Axel, the X-Men Tisher, and I want to welcome you to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Give it a listen, like and share, and remember, beware of the wolf. Podcasting has more than one royal family. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Troy, and we're here for some Saturday morning news. How are we, mate? I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) You fucking play silly games, win silly prizes. (laughs) I'm good, mate. This is the earliest we've fucking recorded an episode, isn't it? Apart from still being up at, like, silly o'clock, Doing a watch along of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Apart from up. when we're doing live, uh, apart from when we're doing Twitch streams after NXT takeovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, early no. doors. The sun's out though. It's fucking nice, mate. I'm good. I know. Yeah, man. I know. You all good? I, I am. I uh, was drinking last night. I woke up at six in the morning, normal as anything, which is weird because I'm in work at five tomorrow morning. So. Oh. Kind of like a blessing that I woke up that early. My body just decided to do it. Nice. Yeah, as well. So I feel weirdly refreshed. <laughs> so, wait, should we get into some news? Let's do it. So, um, first of all, let's let's talk about some contract news. As WWE have locked down the head of the table himself, Roman Reigns. Uh, he's going to be sticking with WWE. Uh, dear old Davey Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer reports that Reigns has signed a new deal. Uh, he made headlines by speaking at a live event on Saturday saying he's entering a new phase of his career and it's believed that Roman's going to be con- working considerably less dates and that uh, WWE were willing to accommodate him. Um, while discussing Roman Reigns' part-time schedule, Meltzer said the success of WrestleMania 13 night one helped convince WWE that they don't necessarily need the top men's titles to be heavily featured. WWE also doesn't feel an urgency to book the champion on pay-per-view events like Hell in a Cell uh, because the Peacock money is guaranteed regardless of the card. Uh, the Observer says Drew McIntyre won't be Roman's opponent for his next title offence at Money in the Bank as WWE is saving that match for Clash at the Castle. Uh, Colt Harley puts it out a little, a little bit before as well saying that he's going to be working, he's basically going to be contracted to six uh, pay-per-views or premium live events. Premium uh, live event. <laughs> for the year, for the year, uh, I I'll be honest. Seeing that thing where they don't see the importance of a men's title, it's it's not like WWE to be anti-consumer, is it? Because <laughs> they're not they're not fans, they're consumers at this point. Mm. I don't know. I think I think I'm slightly on the other side of this. I don't think I mind it as much. So. I don't Do like you know to what con- that is because what? they fuck- did the Brock Lesnar experiment where you were conditioned to think, oh, we don't need the world, a world title. But remember how angry everyone was when mm. that did initially happen when Brock won the belts and then he fucked off for like three months and then <laughs> we didn't see a top world title. Yeah. No, it's it's not that. It's it's a couple of things, actually. Um, I don't like to compare, but I'll use this as an example. 
AEW don't need their world title on all the time. It gives opportunity to elevate the lower card belt, mid card belts. Now, I say that in the same breath as where's the US title and the Intercontinental title been for the well, better part of that, the last year? That was going to be my follow-up point to it, is at least when at least when Brock was doing that, they had that period where like Rollins was the Intercontinental Champion and he was main and, event. And yeah. they had Ziggler and his main event, um, main event pay-per-view for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it at least, if they're going to do that, then they really need to put the work into... Putting the spotlight the, on the like, mid-card titles. Yeah, because yeah. I believe the Intercontinental title has not been defended on pay-per-view for... A year? Stupid, like, it's over a year now, isn't it? Mm. I think it was a year up to WrestleMania, wasn't it? So, yeah, it'd be like 13, 14 months or so. Um, yeah, so hopefully, and uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of confidence in them to do it. And that's just by how the belts have been treated in the last year. But I would hope that if they're not going to have the world title defended on every pay-per-view, and to be fair, they don't need to have it on every pay-per-view. They can have it on the big four, and then a couple of other specials, for example, Clash at the Castle and the big Saudi show. They make the most sense. They're the ones that have got the most eyes on them. You don't need it on every every pay-per-view, every premium live event, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say it dilutes or waters down the title, but it does start to lose I, a little bit of its shine when you're seeing it at every single pay-per-view that a lot of them don't really mean much in the grander scale of things. I think they've got themselves to, to they've like kind of put themselves in that corner though with that mm-hmm. in the sense that they've had Roman literally beat everybody that's come at them. Yeah. So we well on SmackDown this week, he literally said, I've got no challenges left. Mm. And but again, sorry, that, go on, carry on, carry on. Well, and that's why they're trying to elevate like this tag team title storyline. Mm. You know, I wasn't challenged for the for the uh, whatever the fucking calling Roman's belts these days. Randy Orton, he's not challenged him. That's true. That's That'd very true. Alan, a compelling match. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, do. Riddle hasn't either. I mean, mm. I'm not really asked about that, but Orton and 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 Reigns would be a compelling storyline. I'd like to see that. But I think the thing, the thing which, the thing is for me about it, which kind of irks me, is the fact that like the the title. Or the world championship is always like kind of like the big draw of a pay per view. Mm. So when they've when they've not got them on the show, if they've not got like a compelling storyline there to kind of fill that void, mm. then it just becomes a glorified house show, just like yeah. WrestleMania Backlash was. Of course, yeah, I hundred percent agree. I mean, the the that was like literally just a fucking watered down version of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was for, for me. I didn't enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. I mean, the you, you took the time out to sit up live and watch it, didn't you? You fool. I I got him from work, and uh, Aaron, Ryan, and Joe were watching it, so I watched it with them. Mm. And the only thing I found entertaining about it was the fact that we did our predictions by spinning a wheel. <laughs> so it was completely random predictions. Like, like when Tasty rolled the dice to do his predictions. It, it was inspired <laughs> by that, yeah, and. Aaron and Ryan betting on matches. Ryan thinking uh, that he'd won 30 quid off Aaron when Aaron had actually said, I'll give you 30 yen. What's that, about 20p? Yeah, it's 18 pence. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Ryan being furious that Aaron had sent him 18 pence over instead of this. But... <laughs> Swindled. <laughs> uh, it, that was, but that was the only thing I found enjoyment really from the mm. thing. It, it, as I say, it didn't really feel like an important show. It didn't feel like there was anything there that benefited any storylines or anything like that. I know mm-hmm. there was obviously the Cody Seth thing, which they've continued, which that, that that was probably the best match on the card, as you'd expect it to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the blow off for that could be at Hell in a Cell, maybe. Yeah, it's probably going to be a hell of a sell match. That's that's what I mean. Like that's it's it's clear they're trying to they're trying to like get more compelling stories. And Seth and Cody is a compelling story because they're very they play uh, well even, off each other. Yeah, even the fact that like Seth's like been like Mister WWE over the years and mm. like he's very quick to kind of talk down to any like opposers of WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perfect setup given where Cody's come from. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but even then, like we were talking about it, the the ba- the whole storyline they're trying to build is that Cody's like going to be the next champion. Mm. Now, it sounds like with that with that where they're like, oh yeah, Clash of the Castle, it's going to be Drew. It sounds like Cody's going to be Roman's next challenger. Mm. Doesn't that completely devalue Cody? Yeah, yeah. If they just literally feed them to Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Just, it's my... Also, put the belt on Cody because he wants to bring back the winged eagle, which I'm fucking here for. Aye, he does. He does. Um, Top baby face, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um, slightly on, on that subject, I, I read something quickly earlier on, it might have been yesterday actually, um, about Drew McIntyre saying he wanted to bring back the European Championship. I've been saying this for years. Bring it back, but put it in NXT UK. Um, oh, yeah, another belt that they're going to do fuck all with. Mm, well, as I say, put it in NXT UK. Um, but no, my- UK anymore. We don't even watch it anymore. That's because I haven't got time, mate. <laughs> um, stuff going on. But my 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 other point was going to be just <laughs> just to kind of round this off before we move on to the next bit is saying about the world title being away uh, and, and Roman working less days, it not being featured on as many pay per views, and them hopefully using that as a time to build up some of those mid card belts, but also hopefully building up some credible challenges so that when Roman does come back, there are some storylines to plug into that. So as well as building the titles, you're building other people, whether they're people that are already on Rural SmackDown or people that you intend to bring up from NXT, i.e. Bron Breaker or Tommaso Ciampa recently come up, like people like that. So hopefully well, the, the, it will give them time three to build people, both. There's three people they've kind of got primed to be the person to take the fucking throne off Roman, isn't it? And it's Bron. Gable Stevenson and um, Theory. Exactly. Uh, so there's, there's three there. Kind of to, yeah. Probably shouldn't say grooming with Theory's name in the uh, Christ, no. In the <laughs> sentence, but they're the, they're the three that kind of like prime into, you know, be the yeah. kind of heirs to the throne, mm-hmm. which sad Cody Rose noises. Um, <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> I, I still think personally, either they should. Even even do what AW <coughs> excuse me, even do what AW have done with the TNT title and have like an interim championship, but they're not gonna have Roman defend it. And then mm. it's it's at least something that's on TV. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Because that's at the end of the day, for me, my issue is that's your flagship title. Mm. 
that should be the fucking thing everyone's striving for. If the champion's not there half the time, mm. what's the what what's the what's the end goal? Yeah. I mean, we spoke about it the other week. There was something that came up where they were considering doing a ranking system, weren't they? And whether they do or not is a different question. And whether if they do, they stick to it properly or they they just lose interest after a month or so. But again, another way of building up challenges for that is to introduce that ranking system so that when he does come back, people have got credibility to say, well, look, I'm undefeated in X amount of matches. So yeah. we'll see. Um, We'll move on anyway, uh, but we'll stick with uh, members of the roster taking some time off. Charlotte Flair is apparently said to take time away from WWE. Fightful Select reported Charlotte Flair uh, lost the SmackDown Women's title at Backlash um, and an injury angle was booked to have Ronda Rousey give Flair uh, an out of storylines. Fightful uh, was told that WWE creative, sorry, WWE creative was told Charlotte would be taking time off and a kayfabe injury angle was set up at Backlash. On the show, it was said that she'd suffered a fracture of the radius, uh, which is completely storyline. We're not told if Charlotte's absence is to start immediately or how long it's supposed to last. She's currently engaged to Andrade El Idolo and it is thought she'll be getting married during her time off. Yeah, I mean... Fair play. Good. I mean, speaking of like the the other side of things, where like someone's been overexposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and well, we we often say it kind of feels like Charlotte holds her sorry holds the women's division to ransom almost like it's it's her then kind of no one else. Again, hopefully this <laughs> might allow for some development of the women's roster, some more people to step up and challenge the people we haven't seen before, some people that are deserving of those opportunities that may not have got a look in previously. It's open there to do fucking Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at some point, if they stop having a tag with fucking Natalia, there's, there's hopefully some scope here again, like the men's division to, to build up some other people. Um, and then also when Charlotte does come back, however long that may be for, she doesn't come back feeling stale. It's a bit of a refresh and I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but again, hopefully they'll use this time to, to do the right thing to those that are deserving of it and haven't got a look in, in recent times. Yeah. WWE doing the right things. Something that, you know, it's like oil and water that mate. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, I say that the next bit of news, it, it sounds like they may have done the right thing here. Um, <clears throat> Fight for Select added a bit more on the uh, developing situation with Up Up Down Down returning. Um, they said Up Up Down Down is back, but many of its familiar faces will not be. The gaming platform that Xavier Woods made famous made a big return last week, but there are going to be some heavy omissions. Um, we're told that most of it, if not all, of the names that formerly appeared on Up Up Down Down before the hiatus are not expected back. Um, there'll be a couple of the cast that had been brought back. There were a couple of the cast that had been brought back uh, exclusively uh, to do work on the channel uh, the last go around, and we're told that that may be the case uh, as WWE was fond of Tyler Breeze's work with the channel. He's not wrestled since his WWE release, and it's said to be and it's said to be secure in post wrestling life. He's got the uh, flatbacks wrestling school with uh, Sean Spears, yeah, also known as Chair in AEW. Um, on the other side of things, Adam Cole left uh, for AW. Me um, signed with Impact Short Term. 
Cesaro's left WWE, so the roster looks significantly different. Uh, we confirmed that as of this month, Jessamine Duke was also not involved. Um, we've not heard if Xavier Woods was able to get a new deal for the channel. We have heard some of the limitations WWE wanted in regards to his G4 deal and who could appear on screen with him, but details are few and far between and were said to be limited to other wrestling talent from competing companies. <coughs> So if you want that the party reunion, it's not going to happen. Nah, uh, uh. Well, you not not whilst Woods is still signed to WWE. Uh, uh. Yeah. It's a shame, man. Because I'm not saying they were everything that made it good, but they're all compelling on there. They're all very entertaining to watch, <coughs> and like honestly, like the party. Yeah, like honestly. What the fuck does it matter where they wrestle? Like, this is a different outlet for them. It's going to make money. Why would you not have the people that uh, are kind of famed I'm for it, synonymous kidding. with it, just to spite, <laughs> like, spite you say, oh, well, they wrestle for someone else. We couldn't possibly have them on there. Like, they're not even on, like, oh, yeah. It's, it's open for business, mate, aren't they? Are they? Aye. It, it, how, how the fucking times change. Like, remember when they did fucking the Elite versus the New Day in Street Fighter? Yeah. They? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 infuriating. But I mean, as you say, like they've they've all got their own stuff outside of that, and they're all entertaining to watch. Their individual channels and streams, like Adam Cole in particular, um, his is really good. I've watched some of Mia Yim's stuff. Obviously, Zara's got his, uh, Tyler Breeze as well. Um, but yeah, it, it is a shame. Um, but saying that, Woods is a charismatic guy. Like can get anyone involved yeah. and it would still be an entertaining watch regardless of who's on there and actually like whilst it's annoying that and frustrating that we won't get to see those familiar faces we're gonna get some new ones on there ones that we maybe didn't realize well, were kind of gamers and, and have that side to them so I, i've um i've watched like the stuff they put out because they put a few tekken videos out like they've still got miss got doing stuff hmm. uh, got ricochet doing stuff Usos uh, are on there sometimes they had they had Jimmy so absolutely decimating Kofi on Tekken, which was shocking. <laughs> and then, then Kofi like just fucking went with Brian Fury and like cheated because Brian. <laughs> cheap uh, character. <clears throat> cheapest character in the game. And Kofi <laughs> decimated them. Um but yeah, like it it's there's still gonna be like a few people there as long as they're doing like the monthly Tekken thing of just abusing Shelton Benjamin on there, that's always fun. Uh, and also get Mustafa Ali back on because he was fucking hilarious when he yeah, was doing stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he's like commentating the downfall of Mason Mansour and fucking <laughs> thing, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to it's a good way to kind of like let people be themselves. I know one of the reasons why I like became a big fan of uh, Biggie and Brody Lee was because of some of the stuff they were doing on mm. up, down down and how funny they were. Like yeah. when they character mm, um yeah. and it made me kind of gravitate to them a little bit more so yeah yeah i'm, I'm down for seeing some more out, out of character stuff definitely but, um i'd also like to see more of a uh, woods and kenny omega's feud mm, absolutely there's a little part of me that wants new day to leave wwe just to see what they do yeah because they they'd absolutely have the match with the elite oh yeah with that and that. then First on the bucket The amount list. of fucking dream match trio thing they could do now. Mm-hmm. Be so good. Yeah. But they won't. They're going to be lifers, aren't they? They will. They will. And, you know, fair play to them. Like, they know they've they've got, well, I said they know they've got a job for, I don't know if they have one up, but like that, 
they're always going to get over there. They're always <laughs> going to be fan favourites. Like they they I'd do say, what they do very the well. I'd say the big merch shifters, but it didn't stop them from firing Bray Wyatt, did it? So true. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on anyway. Um, but circle back round actually to um, we were talking about the women's division a little bit earlier with Charlotte taking some time off. Uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider claims that Lacey Evans will indeed be a Monday Night Raw superstar moving forward. This comes after she aired six weeks worth of vignettes on SmackDown. Cool. Yeah, you know, it's just nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> someone, uh, I was thinking sort of <laughs> this morning on Twitter, someone said something about if this new gimmick that Lacey Evans is going down is this kind of like military background, she needs to have Sergeant Slaughter as her manager. And he responded, friend of the podcast, Sergeant Slaughter, I think you yeah. forget, uh, said, I'd be happy to do it, but I'm not sure Vince McMahon can match my like my wage, like can, can pay me what I want. How much does he want? Roman money. <laughs> Roman money. But does he want punk and Saudi Arabia money? Is that what he wants? <laughs> Christ. Uh, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's I... weird because they, they kind of acted like it, it's it's weird because they did the whole thing, then they where she come out and they mm. were like, give Lacey Evans the respect she like she's entitled to is like working in the military. And everyone was like, Whoa, yeah, it was like that's so heelish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to put her over as a face. Not, she isn't. I mean, not, not, not in America because, they, you know, they wow. love that shit. But, <laughs> but like, they, it's it come across as, like, proper heelish to me. It did. Yeah, and no, I agree. I agree. Um, but it's, it's good. It's, it's another another addition to the women's division. Um, again, going back to what we were saying earlier on, hopefully we'll see some of these people that if we weren't used before, been off injured, like away, whatever, and, and starts to just strengthen what is and should be a good women's division. The talent's there. There's some really, really, really talented people on that division, but just not being used properly. So I hope, that's, I really that's hope. WWE's creative room at this point is like that scene in The Simpsons where there's like all the monkeys with the typewriter smoking cigars. <laughs> basically what it is isn't it <laughs> um moving on anyway there's speculation from wrestlingnews.co and elsewhere that wwe's returning to their plan to spit to split rk bro uh while wwe still plans to do usos versus rk bro match um which they announced on smackdown last night uh wrestling observer radio says as of right now they don't plan to unify the raw and smack team smackdown tag team titles they announced this match would happen on SmackDown last night as a unification <laughs> match. Yeah. Um, can, can you say double DQ? Because I sure as shit oh, can. Christ, no. <clears throat> Just unify the fucking belts. Come on. Makes sense. Well, and give them to the Usos so they can have a monopoly over those belts as well. Honestly, I don't care who wins it. Just unify the belts because there isn't enough tag teams yeah. to have two separate championships. I, I don't, I'm not asked about who wins it. I, I fucking fired everyone, mate. There's not enough tag teams to have a fucking brand. There's not enough fucking <laughs> talent to have a brand extension, but they still have that. Yeah. Um, to our point earlier, we were discussing about potential opponents for Roman as and when. I think this could play into that quite well because whichever way it goes, we could have Orton and Riddle win it and then eventually we get the breakup between them or the Usos win it and that, is the, the breakup straight away of Orton and Riddle, and they both go off and do singles things. 
the Usos are definitely winning it. Come on. Yeah. That's they're, not like that. They're, yeah. they're still fucking making it up to fucking Roman's dad over at fucking WrestleMania 31 when, he, when it was meant to be Roman's coronation and then Rollins cashed in. <laughs> and oh, he was like kicking off going, oh, it should have been Roman's time. No, it shouldn't have. <laughs> Best cashing ever. Don't be stupid. Behave yourself. Um, we seek a lunatic. <laughs> I'd like to, well, the RK Bro <laughs> thing has been entertaining. I don't feel like it's ran its course just yet, but I am intrigued as to how and when they do this split. And whilst Orton, for me, is absolutely a heel, like, and this comedy stuff is faced, that's been good. Orton as a singles guy is a heel through and through, no doubt. And I, I can never see him as anything else. However, what would be compelling to me is if they did go the other way and we had Riddle as a heel and he maybe dropped a lot of the nonsense, that would be something worth watching. Yeah. Just I'm not speaking ever again. That'd be nice. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Uh, moving on, a couple of last bits for WWE NXT news, specifically NXT on this one. According to John Pollock of Post Wrestling, NXT is scheduled to resume live events in June. For now, the live events uh, are taking place in Florida at the Performance Center. They're not actually calling it anything. I know it was the CWC and it was the Performance Center. Like, Is it going to be in the Performance Center? What? The, when the, the tour... That's no, no, I'm just I'm saying at the moment, like for now, Sorry. the live events will take place in Florida. So at the moment they're in the, the, the PC. I imagine on that initial live event circuit, it will just be within Florida as well. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be the coconut loop that they used to do. Ah, that's what it's called, the coconut loop. Where yeah. they like, they used to uh, like go around like just a few like armories in Florida. That's it. Yeah. It's kind of a good way for um, talent to sort of test the waters with characters, do a bit of Mm. I'm a bit more experienced in front of a live audience because yeah, if yeah. you you go into that um, wretched hive of scum and villainy that's the uh, CWC every fucking week, <laughs> you don't get to gauge a proper crowd reaction because it's the all... same fans every week, isn't it? <clears throat> Pretty much. Yeah, and the, you know, there's the ones that are fucking all. Oh yeah, Izzy's dad's the best. Yeah, the like, ones that are out to fucking sabotage the show every week. Let's sabotage this talent because they said something about fucking Izzy on Twitter. Stupid idiots. Get over it. Ugh, <laughs> but yeah, it's at least on on like the coconut loop. It's a bit more kind of it gets a, it gets people like a bit more reps in. Mm. It's kind yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, the way um, with dark they've been like sort of trial and stuff um when they do the universal studios shows all right okay if they, they have they like trial if like it, it's almost like trial for people all right uh, and they'll, they, they'll trial their like new like characters and new gimmicks and stuff like that right right so okay. it's, good, it's a good way to kind of as i say get a few reps in it mm-hmm. yep um, moving on, PW Insider said there's been talk of adding the fourth member to the Judgment Day. Gasp, gasp! Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be Champa, isn't it? Do you reckon? Well, we we covered this in at length in me last week. Uh, yeah, uh, and the the two names that were pitched were Rhea Ripley and Champa, which I mean, now we know Rhea Ripley's there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that'd be cool for Champa. Like, <coughs> maybe gives him. <laughs> Dye his beard black. Pardon? Do you reckon he's going to dye his beard black? 
I think it could be a good opportunity. So obviously those of us that watched NXT when he was there, like black and gold stuff, very well aware of who he is, what he can do, character and stuff. Um, people that watch Raw and SmackDown, maybe not so much um, like the, the general audience rather than, I don't want to say NXT sort of black and gold was a niche audience, but it wasn't a wider audience. It wasn't the exposure of Raw and SmackDown. So people that watch that may not be as aware of him. If it is him that's the fourth member, I think it could be a good opportunity for fans to become familiar with him and what he does and kind of build his character within that so that eventually, I imagine, when they depart, split, break up, whatever, he's then established as a result of having been in that. Because I think one of the worries was, and we certainly discussed it when, and months and months and months ago, before, well before he was on main roster, saying if and when he does go there, he could well get lost in the shuffle. And I think this, if it is him as the fourth member, could be a good way to protect him from that. They've weirdly done right by Champa since he's like been brought mm. up. Which is, <laughs> is surprising. And I don't like saying that, but it is surprising given you see how some of the other people that have, have come up from NXT have literally just got lost in the shuffle. Like they, mm. as you say, to your to your word, seem to have done him right by. I mean, they've took, they've took his first name, but other than that, I'm very much, that. Very much, yeah, I don't mind too much, as long as it's like not like completely repackaging him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, other than that, very much like still heel champer from NXT. Yeah. Um, been, they've had him like kind of feuding with Mustafa Ali, which is a match that actually excites me. I mean, it yeah, ended, it ended in fucking DQ, but you know, oh no, it didn't. It was fucking the Miz guest referee in it, so mm. he fucked out with Fuck out Ali. So it was like not like a proper Ali and Champa match, but mm. still, yeah. either way, it feels like Champa's kind of just like a low level heel at the moment. Like, there's mm. not really much, he's not really got much com- like committing, uh, committed to him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just. Slotted in that, yeah. Also, yeah. I like the idea of a Champer and Damian Priest tag team, and that'd be quite fun, yeah, man. That'd be really cool, really, really cool, yeah. Maybe it's Beth Phoenix, she's she's been tweeting like a lot of like anti house of I'm sorry, not house of judgment day. That's a different one, my bad. Uh, it's just because you know, I'll be a fucking hell copy and paste. Uh, wow. It's it's all right. It's all right. It just looks like he's selling crypto. Now he's got the. <laughs> Can I talk to you like, about blockchain? It looks like he's going to start like telling me about Ethereum and why you should invest in it. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, like she she's been quite like like when Rhea debuted, she she like tweeted something like, "Oh no, he got to you as well," or something like that. Ah, he's been very like anti uh, judgment though. Oh, okay. Yeah, Champa then. Why not? If if not Champa, who do you think? Who would be a good fit in there? Um, T-Bar. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Yeah, that's a shout. A couple of big guys in there and him and Priest, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I'd like, I'd like just a big hot... Uh, then again, now they've done Mason T-Bar, haven't they? So. Uh. Um, I don't know. I'd I feel it, it's weird because they all kind of like cut their own promos in it. Like it Yeah. Which is it nice. Wasn't, yeah, so it 
they could get away with having like a good talker like a champer or like Mustafa Ali or something mm. like that. But then if Ali's come back as a face, yeah. <clears throat> it's a bit kind of it's kind of um what's the word? Counterproductive bringing him back as a face and then having him turn heel immediately. Mm. Have they got has he gone back to the whole chase the light gimmick thing? Pretty much. Yeah. That's cool. I love Mustafa Ali. Whatever he does, he's he's gold. I do. I can't yeah. wait for him to fucking get out of there. Spires <laughs> and then fucking do the G1 or something cool like that. Yeah. Or best of the super juniors. Last <laughs> up for WWE uh, NXT news, Corey Graves has told WrestleTalk that he's got some interest in a different role in WWE aside from just doing commentary. I mean, he's been cleared, hasn't he, for a, what was he cleared like just before the Rumble this year? I'd love to see him back in the ring. Do you reckon it's him doing the sex with Carmella on YouTube? Come on now. No one needs to see that. That's what he wants, isn't he? He wants his fucking reality TV show. Um, That's a no from me. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean... Yeah, do whatever. Just just maybe a break from doing commentary would be nice because he's getting a bit... A little bit annoying... <laughs> right, draw a line under that then. AEW and Ring of Honor news. You want to take this first one, mate? Yeah, I'm just going to have a quick sip of my drink because as quick you can sip hear, I'm going. Of your water. Keep hydrated, people, wherever you are, regardless <sighs> of the weather, regardless if it's hot or cold. Keep yourself hydrated with some good H2O. Okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for filibustering there while I got the drink. I've got you, mate. I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you excited for All Out, Troy? Because you're in America for it, aren't you? Mm. You know what might not be in America? All what? Out, mate. Um, <laughs> while speaking to TSN, uh, Tony Khan teased that All Out uh, 2022 being in a different location. Um, he said, we're going to talk more about that, but I think one thing is for sure that from the beginning, Chicago's been an awesome market for AEW, and I'm very excited about doing a lot of shows there, Khan said. I think All Out was the biggest show we've ever done so far before on pay-per-view, and it's another one of our four landmark events that we've reached our highest highs, highest of highs so far. Uh, we've got a great history there at the Now Arena, formerly the Sears Centre in Hoffman Estates near Schaumburg, um, the north, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, that was a fucking mouthful to say. <laughs> I, we, I think we can continue that potentially, but on the other hand, there's a lot of places around the world where All Out would be a great show, and we're going to continue exploring options here. Fuck yeah. So Just don't, just don't do it while I'm not here. I bet you he's <laughs> going to fucking Craven Cottage when you're in America. <laughs> oh, he fucking will, won't he? Oh, imagine that a WWE pay-per-view and All Out the same fucking weekend in your day. I'm oh, in America, where <laughs> 99 <laughs> times out of 10, that's where they are. Fuck me. Oh, God. Uh, that'd be hilarious. That'd be so funny. But also very cool. Mm. Um, yeah. But where do you think it might be if it's not there? Canada? They've not, they've not done Canada yet. No. We're talking about doing a lot more on the uh, on the West Coast as well. Mm. I think West the- Coast or Canada is a good shout. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I feel well, like I feel like if they come over here this year, I don't know if it'll be for a pay per view. 
I feel like they might just do like a kind of a live tour and a couple of recorded cool. t- dynamites or something. And maybe they, they do a big one next year. I was going to say, they could do just like a special, like Grand Slam. Mm. Just not Grand Slam, because that's the other rush. Yeah, um, right, they could do Grand Slam at Wimbledon. There you go. Yeah, but you know, he, he owns Craven Cottage, mate. He can just fucking do it there. Nah, don't worry about it. Like Daly's place, but in London. <laughs> and you're falling apart and the crap. Oh, that's going to upset the Fulham fans. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you reckon? Canada and, and West Coast, maybe? Um, so something that I didn't actually put in the news here, which I completely forgot about, which is interesting, is that they'd, um, which I can I can just say now because that's how this works, <laughs> is they actually blocked uh, Brian Danielson appearing for um, Defy Wrestling out of Seattle. Right. Because they wanted him to appear on an AW show in his hometown. Well, it's, it's in his home state right. first. Um, but they did say that it, it will be sooner rather than later that they run Seattle. So I could see them doing Seattle. Okay. Based off that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the, the have you seen the video of Mox talking about bringing uh, Brian Danielson to Defy? Like, for such a small room, that pop is insane. Really? That the fucking building's rocking when, like, he goes, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of friends in the Blackpool Combat Club I could bring here. And nice. everyone starts, like, losing their shit. <laughs> well, yeah, and as also they've got quite a lot of um, excuse me, they've got quite a lot of talent from that area, like Swerves from there, Darby mm-hmm. Allen from there, mm-hmm. Danielson. So yeah. they could, they'd be like the drawing power there for sure. And they, even like on the West Coast, you've got like the young bucks who are from California, um, the thingy, uh, SCU. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, there's a lot of kind of talent from that West Coast they could draw on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shall see. We will. Uh, in that same interview, Tony <clears throat> Khan confirmed the existence of the AEW trios titles, as well as more belts that he has up his sleeve. Oh, Christ. Uh, speaking to TSN, Khan confirmed that the belts have been made and teased that other titles could be up his sleeve. Quote, I saw Dave reported it and nobody's asked me on the record yet but it is truthful that I have made these belts. Uh, Khan said, I made them a long time ago, to be honest with you. They've never been seen, and I did have them made. I do more champion, do have more championship belts in my possession that have never been unveiled to anybody. Uh, sorry, never been unveiled than anybody might expect. The TBS championship was in my office for months at the shows before anybody knew about it and knew about it going to be unveiled. For example, recently the Ring of Honor purchase, and now the great stable of champion or championships and IP, and not only the legacy of past events, but the great slate, I think, of potential future events that we can do with Ring of Honor. And all that was kind of a surprise to everybody that we kept under wraps that came together more quickly, whereas the trios titles are something that I thought about for a long time. But there are more championship belts that people might think that I have up my sleeve, and the trios championships are arguably the most foremost Crikey, it was it's a mouthful. Yeah. Tony and fucking Melton need, you know, allocution lessons. They'll do stuff. Fucking do. Them. That was a, a word of what they're saying. Just a, yeah, a word, a word vomit. Yeah. Um, so aside, we, the trio style has been spoken about for ages. It's yeah. a foregone that they, they were going to 
<clears throat> appear at some point. And I think the talk is they want to wait for Kenny to be back before they unveil those. That's fine. The bit about has other titles up his sleeve intrigues me for a couple of reasons. A, what would they be? B, I'm cautious. Are you now plowing too many titles into it? And it's going to end up the a little I, bit like that. Not to compare again, I always say it, but it's it's hard not to. The way you've got so many titles that some of them often lose their their meaning or, or relevancy, mm-hmm. maybe. So, I think firstly to answer your first well to answer your first question there, uh, I think women's tag titles it's the most logical thing. Yep, that's a shout. Um, secondly. It could just be redesigned Ring of Honor Championships that he's talking about. Ah, uh, maybe I or suppose because like, all the belts, my alarm going off there, or <laughs> other uh, belts um, where like they didn't use them on the uh, initial Ring of Honor show, like the Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Titles, for example. Right, but then they've got two sets of trios belts. Yeah, but they've got two companies now, mate. They defend. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's it's intriguing. Other than that, uh, I remember something that you, I think it was you actually who, who suggested this doing like a belt for um, like AW Dark or Dark Elevation. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Or yeah, or even because they've gotten they've got that many people now. Um, they could even do something like akin to not a TV title because they got the TNT title, which is basically that, but akin to like um like a cruiserweight title or something like that. Yeah. Where it's kind of like for the smaller guys, lower down the card. Mm. Um, and it's just something for people who are kind of just twiddling their thumbs to do stuff. Yeah. But then like... you've also got your championship, which is basically that. Mm. Or like a a little bit like the King of Pro Wrestling, like a stipulation championship. So every belt has to be defended in a match that, say, like a multi-man match or mm. something like that. I don't know. I know I, my one of my local promotions, Wrestling Research, has just introduced that, and it's called the Art House Championship, and it can only be defended in multi-man, multi-women matches. That's the one that man like the Reese just won. Yes. Yeah. Like the Reese. Yeah, man. Um, like yeah, man. Um, so if if the speculation also not speculation, if if what we've discussed then is for example just a rebranding of Ring of Honor belts, it kind of makes sense. I know there's been a I don't know if we've got it in here, but there was a they've changed the logo of the That's what I mean. They've recently changed the logo. So logo. it would make sense that coming with that are some new belts. So it could be that. Aside from a women's tag team championship, I don't see what else AEW need in terms of belts because they've got They've got a women's championship, a men's championship. They've got a mid card in the TBS and TNT. They've got a tag team championship. They've got a trios on the way. Mm. I think anything else, like it starts to just become a little bit muddied. Unless, you know what, you know what, actually, you know what else I'd fucking love them to, to do? A hardcore title. I was the other thing I was going to say or, is some sort of hardcore like death, match death match. Like yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Yeah, that'd be good. But then. They don't like. They don't do enough of it, and would it st- would it start to lose its impact by going? We've got a title specifically for this. Well, that's what happened with the hardcore division in WWE and WCW. 
Mm. Like it loses its kind of it, it lost the kind of impact of it when you've got like grudge matches where like people are like fucking killing themselves and then you've got hardcore matches where they're doing the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Really... Yeah. Uh I, I I still wouldn't I still wouldn't be like completely against it. Even if mm. they did it more like the uh, DDT like heavy metal weight championship where it's just an absolute nonsense title where what like the 24-7 championship. Oh, it's more nonsense than that, mate. <laughs> like, Candice LeRae won it in a dream se- sequence of um, Redacted. Jesus Christ. Um, also, everybody watching a live stream won the title once because the podium with, like, the camera, or the, sorry, the tripod with the camera that was filming it fell on the champion and pinned them. <laughs> Fucking um, hell. So, yeah, it, it's... And also, Cole Cabana lost it in a game of tick. Right. Tag for the Americans. Right. And that, that's that's the sort of championship you want, yeah? Okay. I fuck it. I, mate, I love some... <laughs> Silly bollocks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for any of that. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, as I say, the, something like a dark championship would be good. I think that, for me, is the most logical thing to do. And or then like, you... call, we'll call it like a rising star champion or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, or the, the elevation championship, something like that. I don't kind, know. Kind of, kind of what the intercontinental title used to be, mm. where it was, or, or what the NXT title used to be, even. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just like a championship where it's like, okay, this is, this is like to kind of like say, this is like our guy, mm. our rising star, our yeah. person to watch. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that being said, I'm try- other than that, they might. He might introduce a pure championship, might me for AW. Mm, maybe. Or a murder boy championship, because there's a lot of murder boys knocking about. <laughs> Hard bastards championship. <laughs> That'd be good. Um <clears throat> yeah, either way, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to see to as to what fucking cocaine Tony means. <laughs> clearly he clearly had a lot of uh, daddy magic uh, magic powder there before. A lot, lot of words coming out of his mouth, not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> Clearly got a taste. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, last last Tony Khan quote. Fucking hell, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Into New 12 Long Island, Khan shed more light on the return plans um, to um, the Arthur Ashe, uh, saying he expects to be back at Arthur Ashe for another set of AW Grand Slam tapings. Uh, he said, I expect we'll be back to have Grand Slam, Dynamite and Rampage back in Queens at Arthur Ashe Stadium again. It was a huge success for everyone involved. And it's all thanks to this great partnership with the USTA. Um, they were so kind and it resulted in a big partnership. We'll be back and it will hopefully be another huge success going back to Queens. Fucking hell, Tony. How many times did you say back? <laughs> the AW Grand, Grand Slam, Dynamite and Rampage late this year. In 2022, again, he said um, an official date for AW Grand Slam has yet to be announced. Also, uh, interesting fact about that, until Double or Nothing this year, that was their highest, um, that was their highest gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I I like the idea of them going back to that like once a year. You almost treat it like like WWE with Madison Square Garden. That's like yeah. there. We're not gonna. Do, we're not doing a pay per view there. We're do, we're doing a big TV special there, and it's a spectacle. And 
I think it's the organizers like that. They're, they're very kind of cautious about what they had there. Like it's, it's tennis and tennis only and wasn't grand slam, like the first non tennis event there in fucking years or something. Non. Um, yeah. I something think, like that. I think they do, they do concerts there, mm. like summer pops and shit like that, but they don't like, um, we don't really do much else. It's mainly mm. predominantly tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's cool, man. I, I'm great. It's a great stadium as well. Yeah, it's awesome. It looks really good. I remember well, that that looks, big wide so visual. Like, yeah, it goes so high up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that picture that came out of it when it was all lit up for, for the event. It looked fucking mm. banging. So yeah, really good news that they're going back there. Uh, next up on the 9th of May, Orange Cassidy announced that himself, Chris Statlander, and Chuck Taylor will appear on season two of The Floor Is Lava. The reality-based show features groups of people navigating throughout an obstacle course where only lava is beneath them. Um, it's on Netflix, or at least it was on Netflix. It's fucking nonsense, but it's hilarious. It's very much, if you haven't watched it, in the same ilk as Total Wipeout, uh, maybe not so much Ninja Warrior, but that kind of nonsense, obstacle course, comedy shtick, um, but with, as I said, a, a group of people rather than individuals, and they kind of use their uh, athleticism and, and skills and communication to try and get across varying objects uh, and, and courses. It is quite fun. Uh, so to see these three on there potentially is, is going to be brilliant. I, I was about to say, I think Chuck Taylor was going to be so entertaining on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a still of it and he had like a headband on and uh, it looked like he'd ripped his shirt open <laughs> um, and just, just generally ch- doing Chuck Taylor things. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's that, cool. That'll be fun. I'll check that out for sure. Absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, New Japan announced that uh, Trent Barretta has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, that literally this morning they announced that he was set to team Ooh. with Kazuchika uh, Okada on Capital Collision tonight, uh, but will be replaced by his Rapongi Vice and Chaos teammates Rocky Romero. Yes, Rocky Romero. Uh, get well soon, Trent. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, Rocky and Akada versus Jay White and Hikaleu. Oh, nice big Hikaleu. Uh, next up, Hikaru Shida has sustained an injury on the May 11th. Uh, AEW tapes the upcoming episode of Rampage following Dynamite. During the show, Tony Schiavone conducted an interview with Jade Cargill and the Baddies, during which he announced that Shida had sustained an injury during her Philly street fight with Serena Deeb and wouldn't be able to compete in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. The former AEW Women's Champion was set to face Red Velvet in the quarterfinals, and she will be replaced by Chris Statlander. So Shida actually um, actually gave a little update on this herself because she said she's she not did. Even... Yeah. Um, and then I believe it was it was literally like this morning. This morning, yeah. I think I put it in the Discord. Sarah. Uh, oh, did she? Oh, I thought I did. Um. So yeah, uh, she yeah, said. No, I, I did. I did. No, Sarah did on the AW one. So you did the Troy Uh Oh well, fuck is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, she said after my Philadelphia Street fight. Oh no! You you put the initial tweet. She put another one this morning. Oh, okay. Which is what I'm reading now. Um, after my Philadelphia street fight, uh, a doctor check from AW was required required to participate in the Owen Hart Cup. Uh, she said, I couldn't re-enter the country in time. I'm so, so sorry to disappoint everyone. These difficulties sometimes happen with international talents. 
I feel healthy, never stop trying to improve. Please cheer for Chris while I do my best in Japan. Holy Sheeta will be back soon. So basically she'd gone back to Japan to work a couple of dates there. Didn't get back in time to have the medical to compete in the tournament, so they just replaced it. Boom! And did a kayfabe injury. Right, right. But, to, uh, but also, to be fair, me and Big Tasty were talking about this on the AEW podcast, which you can find where all podcasts are available, including this one, uh, unless it's on Jack's radio, and then go listen to our, our other podcasts. They're great. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about how, because she, the lost kind of, quite comprehensively to Serena Deeb it didn't make sense for us to then go into the tournament mm. yeah. because they did the whole like knee injury thing in that match as well yeah yeah um, and also funnily enough we were like where's Chris Statlander like they're, they're literally repackaging her and she's not fucking she's there she's not in the tournament yeah um, but yeah so it makes sense also from a storyline point of view, because Chris Satlander and Red Velvet were like sort of in like a little bit of a trio with Layla Hirsch, uh, Red Velvet's just randomly turned heel. Mm-hmm. Storyline wise, it makes sense that you've got Chris Statlander who literally repackaged herself because of this heel turn. Yeah, yeah. Layla uh, Hirsch had now feuding with Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of it's kind of uh, worked out. Everything's come up Millhouse. Um, <laughs> also just while we're on the subject of the Owen Hart tournament obviously there's two jokers a men's and a women's any uh, I have to be tasty for insight for his insights I'm going to ask you the same what, who do you think it's going to be for the women's uh, I'd like to see Athena formerly Ember Moon yeah for the men's here's a thought Davy Boy Smith Jr He's a heart already. Why not? David Hartsmith. David Hartsmith, rather. Yeah. I mean, that would be good. It, I'm I'm quite surprised they didn't put Brian Pillman Jr. in it, considering Brian Pillman was in the uh, Heart Foundation. True, true. That was what I was surprised about. Um, mm. I think me and Big Tasty settled on, we think it's going to be Miro in the men's. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Or possibly Swiss. Mm. Get to it in a bit. Yeah, um, say we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> or the other, the other, like kind of elephant in the room is obviously Johnny Gargano. Jonathan of Gargano. And for the women's, um, interestingly enough, for the women's, the Young Bucks uh, changed their Twitter banner today to a, a picture of them doing the super kick with the thumbtack shoe on Candice LeRae. Ah, oh, of course they did. I, 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 I really want us to get the Bucks first Johnny and Candace somewhere. Mm. Probably PWG because Tony Elite doesn't like uh, intergender. intergender. Yeah. Just, just, just get Candace, Candace wrestling the lads again. She's fucking great at it. <laughs> nice. Give me other ones. Um, again, as we did earlier, circling back round to something we, we mentioned in regards to. Uh, reality-based TV shows. Uh, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Christopher, C- Christopher Cage, Christian Cage, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Ruby Soho, Powerhouse Hobbs, and MJF are set to be on a new season of Carpool Karaoke, which will air on Apple TV on May the 27th. Nice. Yeah, there was that picture, wasn't there, going around of him? Um, like the, <laughs> I think Punk literally like 
like tag the carpool or something like that. And it was him, Danielson, Christian, and Britt Baker in a car. <laughs> um, also, the, on the trailer, um, there's MJF, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ruby Soho singing. I think it's Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Frank Sinatra. Nice. It's M- MJF singing more Sinatra, please, after the dinner debonair, Aaron's <laughs> favorite wrestling segment of, of all time. Is it actually? It, he, he will tell you how much he loves that so much, so much. Okay, you're it. taking the piss, aren't you? He loves that as much as he loves technical wrestling. Right, okay, got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, more MJF singing Frank Sinatra, please. Uh, yeah. Speaking of MJF, Fightful Select gave a, a massive update on MJF's future, um, saying uh, things don't seem like they've improved between MJF and All Elite Wrestling. In April, Fightful Select reported that Tony Khan and MJF had a heat discussion that left both um, that left both have been frustrated for different reasons. Um, that doesn't make sense. Both have been dis- either way. Both have been uh, frustrated. Uh, MJF wasn't happy about his contract situation, the pay scale as of that conversation. Um, they're told the situation left them soured on many things. On the other end of things, Tony was more concerned with MJF doing a high-profile interview with Ariel Helwani without informing AWPR prior. Um, we've not heard of any outward frustration since then from Tony's side of things, though the two have talked out their issues in the following week. We're told the sentiment hadn't necessarily lasted with MJF. Fightful's heard that MJF's sentiments about possibly going to WWE when his contract are up are not in character, and it's a subject he's already weighed heavily in on. Um, there's been at least some progress on his future in AEW, as we're told there have been open-ended mentions about possibly gaining an extension. However, many don't believe that MJF and Tony Khan are as close as they were prior to the reported discussion. MJF is said to be leaning towards leaving AEW as of now when his deal is up. As with anything, plenty can change. He's got two years left remaining on his contract and contract negotiations have been mentioned to him. However, we're not sure if he's necessarily a renegotiation of his current deal or an extension after the fact. Um, they haven't been told 100% he's leaving the, com- the company. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I have the fucking fear of MJF going to WWE. I do, and it just being a really watered-down version of, of what he's doing at the moment. I don't so, think he'd be able to do half the amount he is now if he went there. Yeah, I think the thing with MJF is he's so, like... Committed to that character. Yeah, like when we went to For the Love of Wrestling and he was walking around and, like, literally he was, like, like he walked, like, he made a point to walk between me and Aaron and go to us <laughs> fucking move <laughs> and like he was he went and looked at like some like toy standing and the guy gave him like this really expensive action figure and he just dropped it <laughs> um, and you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. he, he's so committed to the bit that like I remember you uh, you asked the ones to get offensive, and I, and my answer was I don't think it does because every everyone knows he's committed to it like mm. the bit, and it's not like it's not like he actually means it. If that makes sense, like it's mm-hmm. just like his commitment to the character. Yeah. Um. And it it's 
in WWE, you know for a fact they fucking they wouldn't let him get away with half the stuff he does. No, definitely not. They micromanage the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He'd probably end up being fucking basically Alex Riley and Mrs. Protégé. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, that being said, if, any, if Cody's if Cody's like kind of pat so far and them kind of sticking to like presenting him as he was outside of WWE is anything to go by. They might do the same with MJF. MJF but, is primed yeah. to be the biggest heel in all of wrestling. Well, that was going to be my next point is maybe just kind of testing the waters or rather waiting to see Cody's treatment there to see if it's worth making the jump, possibly. Oh, and him, with him the... you're like fucking tight as well. Pardon? Him and Cody are tight as well, so you know mm. that. Uh, there's conversations going on between them. I imagine, like, what's it like? Is it worth me <laughs> uh, seeing I, what he can negotiate out of it? It's gonna... I imagine a lot of people are going to be, like, from AW, are going to be watching how Cody's treated. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I also imagine, depending on the level of star power, as I say, MJF, someone who's going to command a fucking big fee. Yeah, without is... a doubt. And he's still got a couple of years to build his stock. And that's not to say he hasn't already. Still got a couple of years left in his contract to build his stock. Oh, so come come the end of that, like I'm, I'm sure he, he will do and will probably be well within his kind of, not rights to, but, you know, would have earned the the opportunity to ask for bigger. Yeah, he's, ab- he's absolutely going to be AW world champion before he leaves. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Like he's, it, the, the way it's probably going is... Um, Punk takes it off Hangman, MJF takes it off Punk, Wardlow takes it off MJF. Yeah. That's probably the trajectory that Tony's planned. He, he, he has said previously that he plans, like, he's planned his champions, like, his, his title reigns for at least a world title in, like, fours. Okay. So he knew, like, the first four AW champions, like, right. from one. Okay. So it would, it would make sense if he's planned his next four. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that would be the way that I'd see them doing it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, regarding a pair of recent NXT departures, Dave Meltzer writes in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that people in WWE believe Malcolm Bivens will sign with AEW when his non-compete expires. And that, quote, there are people in power at AEW who want Tony Khan to also sign Candice LeRae. I mean, I wonder... The uh, young bucks who want to sign Candice LeRae. <laughs> yeah. The Bivens one is injured. Like Candice LeRae feels not certain to go there, but it, it, it makes sense. And as you say, like Bucks are teasing the hell out of it. Um, Malcolm Bivens in I his. Think Candace is certain to go there. You think she is or not? Yeah. She's like, well. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said she's she's not certain. No, no, well, I might have done, but I probably didn't mean like that. I meant Malcolm (laughs) Bivens. I meant Malcolm Bivens not certain. Candice almost feels like it it makes the most sense. And as I say, Bucks are teasing that. Um, It it would be fucking awesome. I was going to say, she's made to the Bucks. She's made to Excalibur. That's like Mm. three people in power in AEW can just fucking bear it like that. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Bivens won, though, because he he did like a, a little... Was it a part of his stand-up tour? He was doing like some spoken yeah, word thing literally just after his release, wasn't it? And was just like, I'm not going back to wrestling. Like, I don't plan on doing anything wrestling related. 
that that's something someone would say though if they don't want you to think they're going to show up for us. Very true. Very true. And I don't know. I I think Bivens would be perfect for like AW. You said I think the other week when when he got released would be a perfect him, for Jade Cargill. Yeah, put him with the baddies. That'd be fucking gold. Yeah. Um, get him in. Basically, what Smart Mark Sterling doing now? You could yeah. have Bivens doing. Like and then Smart well. Mark can concentrate on Tony Nisa, whoever else he's dilly dallying yeah. about with. Well, he's, he's Smart Mark's gonna get fucking sent to the shadow ring realm by Hookhouse and a double or nothing, so it's fine. <laughs> focus on his fucking toy podcast. Um <laughs> with uh Mike Cardona. Um but yeah, I I, <clears throat> I think um I think Bivens is a no-brainer for mm. AW or Stokely Hathaway as he's calling though. Yeah, uh, back to his real name. Um, just just because he's a fucking excellent manager and he's entertaining as hell. Yeah, really is. And just some of, some of the things like you, you could see him doing, in like with some people, like obviously him and MJF have history, mm-hmm. um, and as do him and um, Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. Um. He, even like putting him, just having him have like funny com- like confrontations with someone like Mox or something like that. <laughs> just, just all of it, please. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll both be about somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised. I'm still really surprised that uh, they haven't just like fucking signed Gargano. Yeah, I mean he's family time, isn't it? Like he's, he's, he's busy being a dad. Taking fucking bookings now, mate. Is he? He said whatever fans want to see him, he'll show up. Sweet. Teasing the hell out of GCW. Nice. Come so, over to Liverpool in September, wouldn't he? Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, moving on, just a quick one. Uh, Chris Jericho filed, recently filed trademarks on the terms of the Wizard and the Watch. What gasp. the fuck? Well, okay, you say gasp like you. it's obvious. To me, oh, it's not. So do you, if you can oh, explain. No, Chris Jericho's. Got this oh, just him filing trademarks. He'll file. He'll say something, and they'll file. He'll trademark it immediately. Like that's my new nickname. Ah, oh, right. Been, okay. So they did the fireball thing with Eddie Kingston a couple of weeks ago, and then on commentary he went, "Did you see that? I threw. I shot a fireball out of my hand because I'm a wizard, and now he's being. Ah. Uh, now he's being announced as the wizard, Chris Jericho. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Oh. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. Um, last bit of AEW news. Um, and we, we think we've spoken about the last few weeks now. There's always something little, little bit more coming out about the game, yeah. um, which is likely for release end of this year. So, Sports Gamers Online's latest update on AEW's console game says move sets in general will be limited, akin to an early 2000s wrestling game, while customization options options for wrestlers will leave people wishing they had more. The developers are staying positive and focusing on gameplay. Quote, if the game is fun, no one will care about the other stuff. Mm. Uh, uh, if you remember the first SmackDown, how limited that was. And then that was like laying the groundwork for SmackDown 2. Mm. I, it, if they're basically, if they're laying the groundwork, I'm not, that, I'm not got that much of an issue with it. Um, It does it does kind of seem that way as well. Um, but if they're laying the... Because isn't the idea that 
there or, or was it an idea or was it a rumor there was one game and they were just going to keep releasing updates rather than a game that, after a game after game that was a rumor oh okay um it's not been confirmed but it's been kind of like alluded to right um but yeah i, I mean who knows at this point like it, there's it, there's so little actually out there about the game mm. um i know I imagine the next like kind of big announcement we're going to get is going to be in a couple of weeks, uh, double or nothing, or like that yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who knows? Like, it. I'm excited for it. I think, as I say, as I think the they're in, they've got their mind in the right place in the sense that they're focusing heavily on gameplay as opposed to everything else. Because even though like create wrestler and like creation suites is good. Look at looking at like the WWE games a, a couple of times. They kind of lent too much into that aspect and not enough into the gameplay aspect of it. Mm. So, if if it means that they've got like amazing gameplay, but the creation's a little bit limited, I'm okay with it. Still, rather a solid game to play through. I, I'd rather something that we can like we can play and stream and enjoy and yeah, not like we're playing it and we feel we feel obliged to be playing it because it's a wrestling game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather we're playing it because we're enjoying actually playing it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Right. AW News, Ring of Honor News, done with. Finally, as always, we'll go to the rest of the world. Fightful Select gave an update on Claudio Casignoli, formerly Cesaro. The wrestling world hasn't heard much out of the former Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli. Cesaro left WWE a few months ago with a non-compete with no non-compete clause applied to his deal. Since then, we haven't seen him pop up in any wrestling companies, but that's uh, but that's not for lack of interest. Fightful has been told by several promoters that they've made efforts to reach out to him and book him for both wrestling appearances and signings. But as of yet, he's not accepted. And many others say that they just outright haven't heard back as of yet. Many promoters that they've spoken with say that Cesaro was priced out of some potential bookings and that they'd not been able to land him until the ass came back, uh, came back down to earth. Cesaro has been repped by an agent who also manages several other wrestlers. However, we're told that some wrestlers had been intentionally utilizing a high asking price because they're content staying at home until the right deal or offer comes along after being on the road for so long. We haven't heard if that's specifically the case with him. We spoke to one promoter that had hoped to book Claudio for a signing in July that seems to believe that there would be, they would be able to land the deal uh, and that they had been in regular contact with the wrestler. Those we spoke to in WWE said that they wanted to retain Cesaro, but the two sides couldn't come to terms. And over the last 16 months, he'd shown that he knew his value and wasn't going to get into an unfavorable position. One source indicated that Cesaro and or his team was very savvy in speaking with WWE in 2021 and 2022. Mm. Um, I know... So what's interesting with this is um oh fuck who was it? I remember there was, there was someone who like there was like we, we spoke about um like not pricing themselves out, but you know, like having a high asking price on mm. the internet. 
all of a sudden he's shown up in AW. Oh, Who was it? I can't um... think. So there's a there's a possibility of that. Also, he's been setting up his, he's been setting up businesses, hasn't he? Has he? He's starting his own coffee brand. He's starting because obviously nice. he's got like Audio's Cafe, which is his coffee yeah, brand. Yeah. yeah. Um so he's starting his own like range of coffee. Sweet. Um he's been doing a lot of stuff on Switch. Um now he's allowed to do that again. Mm-hmm. I the thing is, I think with with Cesaro especially, everyone loves him that much. Mm. That He can he can command that fucking price. Yeah, I guess like so. He, the man knows his fucking worth. Mm. In when he's been in a company that didn't know what they fucking had mm. for what like pushing fifteen years. He wasn't there that long, was he? Stiff, at least ten years, mate. What the hell? I'm gonna Google it while we're talking now, but yeah, like he knows his worth. He knows exactly what um like what he's valued at. Mm, mm. More power to him. And when he and when he does fucking show up somewhere, it's gonna be great. It will. Absolutely. When he, when he when he fucking rocks up in Ring of Honor and just fucking uppercuts Jonathan Gresham to the Shadow Realm, I'll fucking love every. <laughs> ah, I want um, him to turn up a super strong style in progress. Give me oh, that. Oh, give me that. Ooh, yeah. Um. Right. So Cesaro. Signed WWE in 2011. Oh, okay. So, 11 years. Yeah. Well, fair amount of time then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, after... It, that's mad to think WWE just fucking signed Kings of Wrestling to fuck all with them. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's just going to that's just gonna really fucking stick on my craw for the next, like, 10 minutes now. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, the fact, as again... <clears throat> We talk about it all the time. The fact they had them on the fucking books, mm-hmm. and we just like, just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do this with you. It's like, man's a star. Yeah. All wow, comes down to Vince thinking he can't talk because he's got a fucking foreign accent. A stupid cunt. <laughs> um, Despite the fact that he can speak what four, five languages, five fucking languages. Don't mm-hmm. forget in the sixth, I believe. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd actually absolutely. Fucking love, and now I'm thinking that might be a route he goes down. Is if he just fucking gets announced for the G1. Oh, oh yeah. Get a bit of Cesaro versus Mayor the Granddad. Get a bit of fucking Cesaro versus Ishii. Yes, please. Cesaro versus fucking Akadi. Yes, please. Daddy likes that. Um, <laughs> just popping Akadi up and fucking uppercutting his beautiful f- fucking cheekbones into a new uh, plane of existence. Yes, please. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Christ. Yeah, speaking of um, somewhere somewhere else that Cesaro may show up, Terminus announced um, that Modern Age Grappling, will their next event, will be held on May the 22nd from the Underground Fight Factory in Hampton, Georgia. Um, and he did release a little snippet as well, saying, the grapplers performing have been, set, been seen on national TV and top promotions around the world, including AW, ROH, WWE, NXT, Impact, New Japan, Zero One, NWA, DDT, PWG, WXW, Progress, and many more. Christ. So, so every promotion then, basically. Yeah. Every major um, promotion in the world. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, calling the action at ringside will be former ROH Evolved and Dragon Gate USA and current Dragon Gate Japan English commentator Lenny Leonard. 
he will be joined by former NWA world champion and current AEW superstar. Easy for me to say, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Nice. Uh, this is interesting because they did have Dave Prazer, who is, oh, sorry, who was a very um, influential um, member of Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, he also was, uh, he, he also, um, on the last day of the show, was not shy about absolutely shitting on AEW's use of women. Oh, Christ. Um, and all of a sudden, he's no longer there. Right. Oh, dear. Um, which is a shame, because they praise are fucking great. But, mm. you know, may- maybe <laughs> maybe don't fucking do that, like, literally two days after Jonathan Gresham signs a contract with AEW. Yeah. Come on, Maybe mate. no. Um, <laughs> as for the talent on the show, I've... Um, if you bear with me two seconds, I'll let you know who's on it because we did release like a little graphic as well. Oh, nice. I know um, I know that obviously Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black are going to be on it because mm-hmm. it's, their pro- it's their promotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you have got um, Josh Woods. Uh, who else is there? Rhett Titus and uh, Brian Johnson from Ring of Honor. Nice. Uh, no one else has been announced, but I assume that I, I know Gresham teased that he was gonna have a rematch with Santana on this show, so I imagine Santana. Cool. Um also they've been doing a lot of stuff with Battle Slam, who all the they they're hip hop and wrestling. Um what's the word? Like well, it says pro wrestling hip hop showcase. But uh, nice. they've got a lot of AW talent on there. They've got Dante Martin on the next show, um, uh, amongst others. Got to imagine Swerve's going to show up on that at some point. Um, Max Caster's on it. Nice. Obviously, because, you know, the rap. Does the rapping. He does the rapping. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the first time in the show. Mm. The second one, it was just... Just had a lot of teething problems. Like, mm. may, well, mainly it was just referee fuck ups. There was a couple of them, right. and it, it 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 was always the finish, and it was like, right, oh, right, oh boy. Um, was it because, like due to the rules that them kind of not grasping the rules properly? That well, no, to a degree. I think it was just the fucking ref wasn't that good. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Like, they did um, they did like a. A match that was coming down to a, to the time limit, and the person was meant to like tap out before the time the time of Renault, right? And they didn't, so they had to go into overtime. Yeah. We literally, just saw Serena Deeb just locking in the fucking Serenity lock, and then them tapping out, right? right. Uh, and then on the main event, uh, Gresham and Santana. I think the ref botched the botched the pin. So the match just like abruptly ended. Ah. And then it ended like they had like 10 minutes to kill. So it was just Gresham like awkwardly trying to cut a promo and like do, just like do some fucking fun shit with the crowd. It was like, oh, yikes. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see. I hope because they've took a bit more time since the last show. I hope they've mm-hmm. just, like, kind of 
refined a little more bit. time to refine it like yeah. definitely up the production because that was one thing where it was like yeah that, that needs a bit of work uh. um and obviously uh obviously yeah stuff like that also uh. Uh, another thing i forgot to mention is um they're going to be doing british rounds matches on it oh nice yeah. Awesome. So like yeah, the Heritage they, Cup, essentially. They've, yeah, they've tweaked the rules, so now it's British rounds, which is why they've got Cole Cabano awesome. commentating. Awesome. Um, awesome, awesome. Because And he, he tweeted out saying, my first British rounds match was versus Johnny Kidd, Potter's Bar, England, UK, in 2004. I look forward to commentating on them in um, Terminus Pro. Quality. That's yeah. cool. Ah, we a couple of British talents there. So they've, they've mentioned progress, like maybe Chris Ridgway or someone like that. Dean Allmark, I reckon. Dean Allmark's a shout, yeah. Reckon's been really complimentary of Dean Allmark. Uh, Ridgeway's mm. another shout. Um, I'm trying to think who else they could have because it's always like really, really technical people. Mm. Um, so Gene Money, definitely not. <laughs> uh, oh, Chris Brooks, he might have. Yeah. He's been in progress and DDT. Okay. And he's also in um, CCK with the Greshman. Mm. Nice, interesting. That's that's going to be a a who's who of people. It sounds like they're going to have a pretty stacked card. Um, moving on, a little bit of Impact news. Uh, Mia Yim's contract with Impact is only for six months, according to Fightful Select. Both sides, however, are open to extending the deal if all goes well. I think Impact's a really good fit for Mia Yim. Um, former Impact champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I'd like to uh, see it there long term. Are you looking forward to uh, doing a watch along the slam anniversary this year, mate? Am I? Am I how? We are. Well, you can. Mate, Speedball Mike Bailey's in an Ultimate X. Ah, I might have to then. Yeah, come on, mate. Come <laughs> on. Also, they've got the first ever Queen of the Mountain match. Yeah! Oh, Lord of mercy. Um, which they've announced, to be fair, it's stacked as fuck. It's got Diana Perrazzo, Taya Valkyrie, uh, Mia Yim, uh, Chelsea Green, I think, in it. Jordan Bates. Yes, Jordan Bates. Possibly Damn. Mickey James. Okay, fairly stacked then. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, don't know what a, um, if you don't know what a Queen of the Mountain match, basically what happens is you've got a pin to, be, to qualify. When you pin someone, they go get put in the uh, timeout hockey box, uh, and then after that, you've got to hang the belt after going up a ladder. Um, it, it's it's convoluted bollocks, but it's always good. What in the Vince Russo booking is going on? Well, you've just you've just answered your own question there with a the fucking question, mate. Was it Vince Russo that came up with that? Us was fucking Vince Russo. Come on, <laughs> come on, keep up. Us was fucking Russo announced who invented the King of the Mountain match. And the reverse oh, battle royal and all the other shite that Impact's done over the years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to Slamversary. They've announced a few matches on the card mm. and it looks stacked. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, speaking of matches that have been announced, GCW have just announced two fucking bangers out of nowhere, haven't they? Mm. Um, GCW announced that Jack Evans from the heavens. Don't you forget, we'll be debuting for them at You Wouldn't Understand on June the 18th. He'll be facing Ninja Matt in a match, yes, which will probably do a lot of gravity defi- defying madness. Um, the next day, they also announced 
that Will Ospreay will be facing Nick Wayne at I Never Liked You, which is funny because that's exactly how I feel about Will Ospreay <laughs> on June the 19th. Um, yeah, two uh, absolute bangers there. Just yeah, just dropping those on the... Uh, give us give us fucking Ninja Mac um, Speedball too. That's what I want. Mm. I've, I've Speedball kicked Ninja Mac off the fucking balcony in the Ukraine center again. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, Pro Wrestling Eve has announced a lineup for their She Won tournament uh, that will take place on June the 18th and 19th across four shows. The participants are Vini or Venny, Venny, sorry, um, Rhea O'Reilly, Sky Smithson, Jetta, Laura Di Matteo, Riho, Charlie Morgan, Emerson Jane, Casey, Alex Windsor, uh, Takumi Uraha, Ora, I, I can't pronounce that. Uraha. There you go. Uh, and Jamie Hayter. It'll be taking place in the 229... Or the, 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 yeah, I can't get my words out. The 229... In London. There you go. It's in fucking London. Go and watch yeah. it. It'll be good. Um, uh, I, I really wish I could prob Well, could afford and also get that off work because I'd absolutely be down for that. that that's the like week week after Super Strong Style, isn't it? Two. Two weeks after. Two weeks after Super Strong Style. Hmm. And I'm gonna be poor as shit around that time because <laughs> I bought too many wrestling tickets and other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that that will that will be good. Um, they do a lot of the um, shows on YouTube though, so hopefully, if it's on YouTube, I'll be able to check it out. Yeah. Um. Moving on, uh, the one you've just moved, I want to close with, so I'm going to... Oh, okay. I only, I only moved it because I thought it was announcements of various shows, but yeah, fair news. It, it was specifically put there, my friend. All right, darling. By design. <laughs> 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 little, little bit of a production stuff behind the curtain there for you folks. <laughs> um, so, Gazim Salmani, formerly Razar of Authors of Pain, has filed two new trademarks on mid-third Salmani submit applications with the USPTO uh, to trademark WES Wrestling Entertainment Series with a logo and Wrestling Entertainment Series. Both are intended to cover the categories of entertainment, namely that of a wrestling show. Uh, and then this morning, they announced that they their first show will be in Nottingham, the UK, on June the 4th. Of um, all places, Nottingham. Well, of all places, the UK, specifically Nottingham. That's mad. Of all fucking weekends as well, the weekend where like half the fucking UK talent is like kind of, you know, wrapped up doing super strong style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, lads. Come on. Um, <laughs> they've they've not announced any matches. They've just said that Authors of Pain will be wrestling on the show with, mm. Paul, with Paul Ellering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they've they've also said that they're gonna have like a couple of other big names. Mm-hmm. Big to see who they go. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's intriguing. That's pretty cool. Uh, I like that they're doing the first show over here. Fortunately, you're not gonna be able to make it because you know super strong style. Because um, a big one, a big one. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hope it goes well for him. Yeah. Uh, any any listeners who are who are progress fans and wanna hang out with your boys. We'll be there. All three days, baby. All three days, baby. Yes, boy. Uh, penultimate bit of news. We're going to go to Japan. 
Uh, the Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez heard from multiple well-connected people in Japan that Kota Ibushi has, quote, burned his bridges, not only with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but also the entire pro wrestling industry in Japan. This has been a fucking... Uh, a saga of events over the last week. I've been, <laughs> I've been keeping up with this one. Um, and I deliberately didn't put it in the news because I thought, oh, yeah, this, this is too much shit to talk about. Wow, here we are. <laughs> so basically, this all stems from a guy who is a booker in New Japan called Kikuchi. Um, he sounds like a bit of a shady individual. Um, he was originally fired from New Japan for withholding, funnily enough, Kota Ibushi's merch money. <laughs> um, in 2018 and then uh, there's been a bit of a reshuffle backstage with a few people being brought in he was brought back because a couple of his friends had jobs there uh, as a booker um, and basically Coates got injured didn't he in the G1 mm-hmm. he was putting unnecessary pressure on Coates to return at Wrestle Kingdom uh, which Coates said I'm waiting until my uh, shoulder's fully healed before I return Um he got medically cleared for the New Japan Cup, said he'd return. They pulled him, said he wasn't cleared, uh, never heard back. And then he, this is where it kind of gets a bit a bit confusing as to what happened. So Kota shown up at a Just Tap Out show, which was Takamichi you know, who's um, like indie. Um, and he didn't get it cleared by the New Japan office. So... Uh, Kikuchi was saying that uh, Ibushi was within breach of contract yeah. and I don't think he wrestled on it. I think he literally just he, just, he was just there um, and then like Taichi and Takamichi who both kind of been a bit bit vocal in support on Ibushi until recently and then they kind of just ooh, yikes oh, sure. uh, and then Right, what's the other thing? So, yeah, so that happened. And then Abushi said, oh, well, I'll speak to Gay, though, which is, it's, well, essentially breaking kayfabe, which right. in Japan, that's still very much frowned upon. Right, right. Um, And uh, he's been, like, releasing these. This is all, like, a text conversation. He released the texts. Is he the, sorry, Gay is the, the booker for New Japan? Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. like, uh, Jay White's manager in right, right. all club. Um, yeah. Which is why, again, breaking cave. Everyone knows it's fucking gay, though. But you know, yeah, yeah. Don't break cave, Kota. Um, <laughs> so yeah, essentially, Kikuchi was saying that he was going to fire Abushi, and Abushi was like, "All right, go on then." And uh, said he was going to talk to the president, uh, Takami Obari. Uh, apparently, according to Meltzer, he hasn't been released yet, but it's probably going to happen. Um. And also, the, like the other thing, Abushi kind of went nuclear and essentially something which is like fucking a dangerous thing for him to have done, accused uh, New Japan of being part of the Yakuza. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, where he said, um, the actual quote he said was, uh, bear with me, I did have this written down. Jesus. Uh, the actual quote he said was um, he dropped the word antisocial. Just, he just tweeted antisocial. 
which alludes to anti-social organization in Japan, aka the Yakuza. Um, And this could lead to a massive nationwide scandal uh, with the uh, Japanese wrestling scene. Christ Um, alive. If anyone wants any more information on this, uh, there's a guy called on Twitter, he's at golden underscore Kuma. He's a Japanese national who speaks very fluent English. He's been translating everything Abushi's been putting up. Right. Um, and kind of clearing up a lot of this. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's it seems like an extremely messy situation. Mm. I imagine that Kenny Omega is absolutely gutted right now because yeah. he would have probably wanted the Bushi on Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, being, you know, his best mate. Mm. Um, he also, uh, you put this up on uh, Discord as well. He, uh, he's removed New Japan from his bio. Heather Image is a sign he held up when he announced retiring from both DDT and New Japan and founded the Ibushi Research Institute. I don't know what that means as to no. whether he's retiring or not, but it does seem like he blackballed himself from the Japanese wrestling scene with this. Um, and it's just a fucking mess of it a situation. Really is. Yeah. Um, God, I didn't realize it went that deep. That's oh man, it's, it's been up. an absolute fucking shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like we could do a fucking whole podcast just on the on that. that <laughs> um, but yeah, from what I've from what I gather, um, it's yeah, it's um, oh boy. Uh, there's also like a lot of um, a lot of uh, kind of like Japanese media, like the Super J podcast, for example. Who is uh, I think the I think the British actually, but they they like break a lot of like New Japan news. They have mm-hmm. a lot of kind of ties to New Japan. As soon as he kind of like mentioned that, they just went, "Yeah, we're fucking not covering this anymore." Um, wow, a lot of a lot of people have kind of just like gone, "Nope," um, and yeah. It's uh, it's very very interesting situation. Um, mm. I'm sure we'll probably have an update on it yeah. later in the week yeah. or next week or the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Also, the other thing as well, Abushi said he doesn't want to move to, like, he doesn't want to leave Japan, so he might have trouble getting work. Okay, he might he might have to leave Japan if he's calling that the fucking yakuza. I know. I mean, this is the same person who, and I quote, let me get the fucking quote up now. Oh, God, uh, what is it? <laughs> he, well, one thing, he doesn't know how to work a Sharpie. <laughs> there's, a bit, there's a video of, of him, like, struggling to take the lid off a Sharpie. It's fucking dead entertaining. Is it like uh, that video of fucking Mario Balotelli trying to get that bib on in a training session? It's very similar, yes. <laughs> um but he also doesn't like reading books because he refuses to trust anyone um, who asks him to make pictures with his mind and he thinks days are 25 hours. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Abushi's eccentric to say the least. Um, but yeah. More on that in the coming weeks. <laughs> More on that in the coming weeks. Um, also go search the video of Abushi versus Sharpie. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll post should, it on the Discord after this. Uh, after this, <laughs> we recorded this. Should we end uh, on a high? <laughs> yeah, let's end on a high because our good friends of the podcast, 
TNT Extreme Wrestling, my home promotion, Troy's second home promotion, because um, he's here that much. Correct. Um, have announced Reign of Fire, their first ever show outside of Liverpool this week, to take place September the 4th, 2022, at the Tram Shed in Cardiff. It'll be taking place the same day and straight after um, in the same venue. Uh, as the Progress Wrestling Show, Wrestling Golf Madrid in that order. Uh, this is huge. This awesome. Is awesome. Yeah, man. Like, the, what a week it's been for TNT. They've um, Massive. They've released the TNT GCW Weekender tickets, which we're all going to. Yes, boy. Uh, very excited for that. The um, whole shebang as well. Yeah. They announced the return of Drew Parker to... TNT for the first time in three years which if you don't know Drew Parker he's a very good deathmatch wrestler mm-hmm. uh, he's been in Japan for the last three years um, he's also the English commentator on uh, <laughs> FMW oh Christ <laughs> he was on the card I think he wrestled in like fucking tracky bottoms or something um, <laughs> but yeah um, he's he's awesome a really really good deathmatch wrestler Um They've announced a shit ton of huge matches for um, for their next show going off big time, which takes place mm-hmm. on the 9th of June. Yeah. Including Mark Haskins versus Man Like the Reese. Yes, please. Yes, boy. Yes, please. That'll be good. Um, which the Reese may have, may or may not have accidentally told us was happening <laughs> <laughs> when, when we were just chatting to him at the TNT show. Mm. Um, and. What was the other thing they've announced other than this? There was something. Oh yeah, um, they're doing a another like kind of um, sit down interview thing with um, La Rebellion, the NWA tag team champions, who are wrestling a tag team unification match, an actual one, an actual one. Fucking, none of this. Oh, we're gonna promote it, and then it's gonna be a double team cube bollocks. Watch, <laughs> watch, watch me fucking eat my words when they do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, between the Kings of the North, um, my favourite tag team in the UK, because they're just big, nasty bruisers. Yeah, love them. Their entrance is the fucking best as well. Yeah. It's coming out looking like they're going to kill somebody. Um, yeah, TNT are absolutely fucking smashing it at the moment. I'm On very proud. Very proud. They're my home. <laughs> just, very pr- just not be drink over. Very proud. Um, they're my home promotion. Very, very proud that we have been lucky enough to do some work with them um, and more in the future. Yeah. And yeah, if you if you aren't going to TNT shows, what the fuck are you playing at? Come Go on. TNT shows. Play the game. Um, they've they've got some fucking banging stuff on their YouTube, like free matches as well, which we'll be doing a few watch alongs of. Aye, we will be. Including Pac versus Penta. Ooh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, um, big news, awesome news. Yeah, and if you haven't got your tickets for the GCW weekend yet, there are still a few still tickets available. I think I think they're half sold out that time recording. Within a couple of hours. Yeah, they're probably going to go um, quite quickly. Uh, it's like one of the biggest UK-based wrestling shows this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and they, they haven't even announced any talent yet. They've just alluded to people. Uh, and I know um, in the in the um, in the video package they released to kind of announce the tickets were going on sale. They did have uh, the king of all the death matches, Matt Cardona. 
So <laughs> I'm so excited for some Aaron, Aaron's so excited. I can't wait. I'm, I'm giddy. I'm gonna try and fucking get Aaron to do a bet where if he loses he that that he's probably gonna lose. Where if he loses, he's gotta dress as Matt Cardona. Oh, you can have my Matt Cardona shirt. You've got one, mate. I see. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. him to bring, I'm gonna get him to bring it for me to wear. <laughs> get Matt to sign it, won't you? Fucking top death match wrestler, Matt Cardona. <laughs> I I also want to try and will into existence big fucking Joe versus Nick Cage, please. Oh, oh, go on. Just a nice little death match rematch because <laughs> I think we're probably getting a rematch of Clinton Cologne, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll probably do Dan Maloney versus whoever GCW's world champion is mm. at the time. I can't can't imagine how they're going to do that one at the moment. <laughs> um, but stranger things have happened. Uh, if you don't know who GCW's champion is, well, he's a bit of a wild thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's, there's there's just so many fucking cool dream matches we could get out of this. A lot of potential in there, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome, exciting times. <clears throat> well, Excuse me. That's uh, that's this week's news. Another one done. Lots to get through. Thank you for joining us as always. We appreciate your time and your ears. Uh, if you don't already, do give us a follow on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Got weekly content, almost daily content going out on the YouTube channel. So turn the notifications mm-hmm. on, subscribe, be the first to know when that goes up. Uh, and you can come and get involved in our very active Discord community at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, where it's not just wrestling fans, but also gamers, comic fans, artists, musicians, and the like. We'll catch you next week for more wrestling news. Look after yourselves. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 